0: Welcome to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutten, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, awarded to advisors who have for 10 years been on one or more of Barron's top 100 financial advisor lists, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutten Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and into the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show. Welcome to another planning for the certainty uncertainty podcast with John Cutton. Now today we're going to dive into what does that actually mean even more? What does planning for the certainty of uncertainty really mean? Now we talked a little bit about this on the first couple of episodes, but I'm very excited that John's going to dive in much more deeply about what that actually means. So John, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Matt. Happy to be here and uh, looking forward to our topic today. What does the certainty of uncertainty mean? Good question.
0: What does it mean? First off, would you mind giving everybody a little bit of a brief history about the foundation of that being such a core message within your practice?
1: Sure. So full fair credit this was stolen not in my own words but from uh, from another coach in the industry if you will which is where i came up with the we call it our tagline in our practice right helping our clients to plan for the certainty of uncertainty and really it's around you know when you think about what a financial advisor does matt and this is something that i think is hard for the average consumer out there or prospective client that's thinking, do I even need a financial advisor? I think most folks out there think of a financial advisor as a stock and bond guy or gal and someone who helps with investment returns. And that's a small part of what I personally believe a true comprehensive financial advisor does. So when I think of the certainty of uncertainty, it's really how do you plan for the certainty that things are going to happen right unexpectedly whether it be health-related issues a pandemic whether it be you know the markets is a great example here we are you know in current times over the last couple of months at least there's been a fair amount of volatility in the market and the reality of it is is most investors or consumers out there are not thinking about all of the things that could happen. And if they're not planning for the worst case scenario, they could actually get caught in a situation where they have to make the wrong decision because they haven't created a smart place to get money when things actually go awry. And that would be you know, really how I kind of think about it, Matt.
0: This is gonna sound like such a basic question. So I'm, a, I'm sorry for asking this, but What do you mean by plan? I mean, how do you even distill that component of this?
1: You know, the old Mike Tyson quote, right? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? So, you know, who could predict life? I mean, life is absolutely crazy. So, you know, by the way, most financial plans, 90 days after they're written, are no longer valid. I mean, not to say that they weren't correct or directionally correct when they were created, but the markets change, your life changes, inflation changes, all these things change. So it's not about the plan or I like to call it the x-ray sometimes. It's about continuing to keep up with the changes that are going on. And that's why when we talk about our process, Matt, in other uh, episodes, you know, it's around that seasons of advice and really keeping up with what's going on you know in clients lives and you know when I think about it Matt we talked I think at one of the other episodes a little bit about kind of the three bucket theory right having three different buckets of money at least I think we did and then maybe we can hit that as a as even a short refresher today but when you think about it I I I have a you know great example as I'm kind of you know thinking out loud here I have a client. I actually transitioned this client. As you know, I don't work with clients as as, as uh, frequently as I did back in the day. But this was a client who was one of those folks that was always trying to chase the market. And when the market was going up, um, they were wondering why they didn't have enough in the stock market. And when the market was going down, they thought we should have been you know, a step or two ahead and been able to get their money out of the market. And, you know, without going into a lot of detail, I remember in 2008 when we had the, you know, the big market meltdown, you know, one of the things that we did is we created these three buckets and we would always talk in terms of we've got your short term bucket and that is for Bucket one is your short term needs. And it's there if things go badly. It's there for liquidity. It's there if you need a new roof on your home, if, if for whatever reason there's an emergency and you need to get cash quickly. And then we would always talk about the second bucket. And the second bucket was for more intermediate goals. And this is usually where you have safer investments still like bonds and you know investments that get a little bit of a better rate of return historically. But there's still some risk and volatility but not as much as what's in that third bucket, which is an inflation hedge. And that's long-term oriented goals, your kids' college or retirement, uh, and things along those lines. And we would get into it, Matt, me and this client, right? And he didn't always see things. And, you know, it, it was a couple, uh, but he was, he was really the lead person and very opinionated. And I'll never forget, you know, he would always bust my chop, so to speak. And in 2008, he sent me a handwritten card. uh, And the handwritten card basically said something along the lines of, thank you for not just listening to me and being an order taker and doing what it is I wanted to do. Because of you, I now know that I'm good for the next couple of years, regardless of what happens in the market. I understand that my long-term bucket, my bucket three, although it dropped in value, I don't need any of that money for the next decade or longer. And the market will probably come back at least I hope so. And I've got plenty of intermediate money in the second bucket that's there and really hasn't lost much value. In fact, it's doing pretty well. And I know I've got plenty of money regardless of what happens with this crazy market back in 2008. And to me, That's just a good example, Matt, of what a true financial advisor does. We're not order takers. We help people plan for the certainty of uncertainty and have a smart place to get money no matter what happens in their life.
0: Let's break down some of the other things that happen in people's lives. So I think that was a wonderful opportunity to to talk about major market volatility or corrections or anything that we see about every 18 months, not to the 08 level but about every 18 months. How do you help plan for the other stuff like health? I this is the number one cause for bankruptcy in, in the United States is health related issues. What sort of stuff do you help for them to plan so that when cuz it will happen. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent certain and i'm sure you're not either that there's going to be health issues but the probability is rather high what do you do to help communicate that yeah
1: so it's it's again it's talking about those what ifs right so i go back to our process and i say hey you know what quarter three season three we talk you know primarily about risk management which is another fancy word for insurance and we talk about estate planning the what ifs so you know, it's a combination, Matt, of to your point, being reality-based and not burying your, you know, your your head in the sand, so to speak, and understanding people go out on disability. People go into long-term care facilities. People have issues that keep them from being able to perform the day-to-day functions of their job. So you know, it goes back to those building blocks, right? If you remember that square that we talked about, up top, you've got your cash reserves plenty of liquidity for the rainy day when things get uncertain. And then that top right corner is having the right insurance in place and having those conversations is super important. Um, and then, quite frankly, Matt, I mean, you can't you really can't plan for everything. You don't know, right, if and when a health issue is going to occur. That's why we say right it's certain that there'll be uncertainty. The theme of our podcast, all you can do is create a scenario that puts you in a position that you stack the odds in your favor that you'll be able to weather. I'm going to say most storms. You can't weather all storms, right? And, you know, as a prospective client or someone listening out there, you also have to have the means to, to do some of it, right? So not, not everyone could afford insurance. And I understand that. Not everyone can afford to have six or 12 or even three years, depending on their situation and cash reserves. Um, but the key is, is how do you take the, the, the best steps to make best use of the resources that you have so you can mitigate as much risk as humanly possible?
0: With the advisors in cut and wealth management, these conversations can be contentious, they can be emotional, and they can be difficult. One of the big differences in your advisors, in the relationships your advisors have with clients to help them plan for the certainty, uncertainty, how do you and how does your team train the advisors to have the foresight and have the tools to help your your clients have this level of planning?
1: Yeah, that's and I I try not to say every time that's a good question. By the way, Matt, but that's a really good question, and I think it's it's a really big differentiator, right? So within cut and wealth management, we've got a vision, right? So we we believe it or not, spend about fifteen percent of an average advisor's work week. Fifteen percent of an average advisor's work week is is spent on professional development, training, becoming a student of the industry. And a big part of that is learning leadership development skills and how to actually communicate, particularly around difficult situations, how to deliver what I call a whole message model or a difficult message uh, to a prospective client or an existing client. So it really comes back to how we train and develop our folks. And what's ingrained in our culture is that, and this is really important, is that our job as financial advisors is to influence our clients to make decisions that they would not have made without us. I'll say it again. Our job as a financial advisor is to make decisions that our clients would not make without us. What do I mean when I say that? Who the heck wants to talk about going into a nursing home? No one. Who wants to talk about dying? No one. Who wants to talk about when you're gone or what will happen when the stock market drops? No one wants to talk about those things. They're uncomfortable. And I look at our job as financial advisors, and I've got to say, I think um, we do it as well, in my humble opinion, as anyone in the business, is to make sure that every year, we're having those difficult conversations. And that every single time we meet with a client, if there is a risk and there is a weak spot that we can see, it's our job not to ignore it, but it's our job to to tackle it head on and to have a heart-to-heart conversation with our clients. And it comes back to, Matt, you hit me, you can tell I get excited about this subject. We talk a lot about our core values as well, right? So when I think about... Everything we do at Cut and Wealth Management, our tagline, helping clients to plan for the certainty of uncertainty, right? Our mission statement is to help our clients make decisions, you know, to help them get confidence, simplicity, and success. Everything we do is built around helping our clients live their best life. And in order to live your best life,
0: Regular financial planning tools will only take your team so far in that 15% of their work week that they're supposed to be doing personal growth and development uh, in professional development. What are some of the other things that you have directed them to, whether you were at a conference or whatever, that you came back and said, okay, here's how we're going to go from point A to point B to point C, just so that the listeners can just understand the level of detail and the level of what that training is so that they can actually have these whole message conversations.
1: Yeah. So many of our advisors have gone through training in actual behavioral finance. So what behavioral finance is really studying why people do what they do. And one of my mentors has this great saying, right? And what he says is that an investor can't tell the difference between a bear in the woods and a bear market. you see a bear in the woods, Matt? What happens? What's your feeling?
0: You run like hack.
1: Yeah, you get scared, right? And when you see a stock market drop 10 or 20 or 30%, how do you feel? Terrified. So the body, the brain, right? the chemical reaction that actually occurs when you lose money or when you're unprepared for a financial event in your life, or you think about what would happen if I lost my job, what would happen if I passed away to my family, you get scared. And when people get scared, what do they generally do? They They freeze, they make bad decisions or quite frankly, what most do is they do nothing they act like it's not there. Just like the old men don't wanna ever ask for directions, right? Same scenario, we just act like it doesn't exist, but there's risk there. And that really, as I think about it, is the job of a financial advisor. When you hire a financial advisor, in my opinion, their job as your advisor is to help you live in alignment with your values, which means making good decisions, that will help you bring your core values to life. So Matt, if family if family is a core value of yours, and I'd say most humans, right, that have a family, it's, it's pretty important to them. It's why many people do what they do every day. We wake up for our kids and our spouse or significant other, et cetera. So if you're walking around and saying, I don't need any life insurance. I don't need any disability insurance. I don't need any long-term care insurance. Are you living in alignment with your core value of family? No, you're not, right? Because you're ignoring something that if that, God forbid, that thing happens that you don't think is going to happen, you've not taken care of your family. And it's my job as a leader to help make sure, number one, that our clients understand that. Because again, not everyone, we didn't go in high school, or if you were lucky enough to go to college, there wasn't a course on per- personal financial planning. We didn't understand the need for insurance or disability insurance or how much it costs or how much you need or how it would be taxed. So, you know, most Americans just don't understand it. You know, you get, you, if, if you have a job and they say, great, we give you a one-time salary, you check the box and you go, that's good where they say we, we, you get 60% of your income, right? People don't realize that that only may actually cover a part of your income, might not actually cover over a certain level if you're highly compensated uh, and so on, et cetera. So to me, that's, you know, that's how I would kind of answer your question there. I was a little all over the place there, but overall, I think big picture, our advisors, I look at that as, as one of my biggest jobs is to make sure that my advisors have the skills necessary to ultimately help people make hard decisions that are good for them. And while I'm on a roll here, Matt, you asked the question before, you talked a little bit about putting together a financial plan, right? And I think a lot of advisors in the industry, my personal opinion, as well as a lot of clients as they engage with financial advisors, Look at the financial plan, which is the the book that you get, as what you're getting for the relationship that you have with the financial advisor. To me, I have always looked at the financial plan as the tool that my advisors are able to use to best understand the client situation. No different, Matt, than you know, if you went to the doctor, right? The doctor went to medical school and right has had all this training um, but if you go to the doctor and you just say here I am doc fix me there's not a lot they can do if they don't know what the problems are right what do they do x-rays ekgs right you know so on etc so really what the financial plan is it's the tool that a financial advisor uses to get an x-ray into your financial life that along with the knowledge of what actually is important to the Halloran family. What are your core values? What's your family dynamic, right? That with the x-ray together is how a good financial advisor really is in a position that they can give you and your family advice.
0: I love the fact that the way that you are planning is a foundational thing that is not a fixed thing that is this is it and this is it because it's not black and white. That's the whole reason why it's the planning for the certainty of uncertainty because we don't know. But having that strong foundation allows you to build all of these other things that can be flexible and can be moved just like your earthquake uh, proof buildings, right? Uh, they, They have the really strong foundation, which for you guys is that plan. But as things happen, that is able to move so that the whole thing doesn't crumble and break. I think that's really, really cool. And what a great idea. And I also really like the training. Uh, And I want to ask you one other question about the training, and then I would like for you to wrap the show up today. But this is not normal. And I'm saying that in a very positive way, right? So the people who do what they do for you, the advisors at um, and Wealth Management, that is something that not everybody has the natural inclination to be able to have these, what you refer to, whole message conversations or deeper conversations how do you help identify people who are coming through the pipeline and say yep they've got what it is how do you do that as a leader of the organization
1: the interesting part is and this is what most uh, folks don't actually understand is when you think about what a typical financial advisor does all day what the the number one thing a financial advisor does they meet with their clients Mm -hmm. right so most advisors they see their clients three or four times a year so If if an advisor has, say, 200 clients, which is probably a pretty average size, some have more, some have less, and like we do, they see their clients four times a year, that's 800 meetings a year. If they work 50 weeks a year, what is that? They're seeing, is that 16 meetings a week, if I'm doing that math right? 15, 16 meetings a week. So if each meeting with a client is an hour or an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. basically half of their week not including lunch and a breakfast break and a dinner break perhaps and travel time, et cetera, is sitting, talking to clients about their goals. So I share that to say, how much time does the typical financial advisor have to do anything else like self-development, like develop a team, like look at the markets, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the big advantages that we've been able to build is scale. And because we have scale, We have the ability to spend a lot of time and energy on actually saying, well, how do we first find the right advisors, which was your question? And then secondly, how do we give them the right process that will delight our clients? And how do we ultimately develop their skill set so that they can provide an amazing experience and help clients truly plan for the certainty of uncertainty? And here's what's really interesting, Matt, and this is different and... Most financial advisors, right? If you just think about the financial planning world as a whole, the advisors who are generally best at marketing and at sales grow the biggest businesses. And that's, that's the truth because they have to be people persons, right? And be able to meet folks and in, in essence, have those folks feel good about investing or you know putting their life savings with them i look for a different advisor what i really look for are probably three quality of an advisors which i think is really important one is they need to have the heart of a social worker so a genuine desire to help people and to provide value and to care the second is they need to be very intelligent and understand the capital markets right? And we can help teach them that as well, of course. And the third, which is an interesting one, is they have to be really good listeners. They have to speak less, right, than they listen and be able to relate to others. And I said there was three. The last one I would share is they have to be very, very good communicators and be able to articulate in such a way that as leaders, They can actually influence their clients so they'll actually implement the advice and recommendations that the advisor is giving. Because if there's not the ability to influence, if you went to see your doctor and your doctor said, you need to lose 30 pounds, you need to exercise, you need to cut out this from your diet, and you just said, thanks, doc, I'll take my prescription, I'll see you in a year, like many of us do, right? That doctor, in my opinion, is not really helping you. They're just giving you the stamp of approval and you're kind of checking the box. To me, a financial advisor is the same. If they don't have the ability to help influence you to actually act on some of the things that you wouldn't want to act on without them, then they're probably not providing as much value as they should be.
0: And if you're listening to this and your advisor does not have the heart of a social worker, understands capital markets and are good listeners and communicators and really having the ability to help you during these difficult times, these periods of uncertainty, then you should probably go out and uh, reach out to, to Cutting Wealth Management, find out more about how you can work with them. So John, any closing statements before we wrap up today's show?
1: I would just say I was wordier than I wanted to be today, but uh, but not bad. I give myself today... B. Yeah, solid B. I was going to go B minus, but I'll give myself a B. My next one will it be even better.
0: All right. Wonderful. We'll make sure everybody stay tuned uh, to find out more and more about what's going on here at Cutton Wealth Management, and what you can do to understand how to plan for the certainty of uncertainty. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cutting Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUA, or any federal agency are not deposits or obligations of or guaranteed by any financial institution and involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Barron's Hall of Fame Advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record Barron's is a registered trademark of dow jones lp all rights reserve this award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance neither ameriprise financial nor its advisors pay a fee to barons in exchange for the ranking the forbes top women Best in State Women and Best in State Wealth Advisor rankings are developed by Shook Research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative, in-person, virtual, and telephone due diligence meetings, client impact, industry experience, review of best practices and compliance records, and firm nominations, and quantitative, assets under management and revenue generated for their firm's data. Certain awards include a demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because client objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research, LLC, are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience, and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research, LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member, FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details. John Cutton's California Insurance Number 0G22360, Arkansas License Number 2088389. Before you purchase life insurance, be sure to consider the policy's features, benefits, risks, and fees, and whether it's appropriate for you based upon your financial situation and objectives. Variable life insurance is a complex investment vehicle that is subject to market risk, including the potential loss of principal invested. Seasons of Advice is a trademark of HCA Consulting Services, Inc.